Good day, dear listener. I am very excited to celebrate with you this new year that brings with it new beginnings, new expectations, and new stories. But this morning, I want us to reflect a little bit on how we order our calendars and our hearts. We are very quick to plan out our goals and fill up our year with events. It is, after all, a very good idea to know what we want to do and when. But I want us to take a moment this morning and ponder how we should approach this with wisdom. Augustine said, But living a just and holy life requires one to be capable of an objective and impartial evaluation of things. To love things, that is to say, in the right order, so that you do not love what is not to be loved, or fail to love what is to be loved, or have a greater love for what should be loved less, or an equal love for things that should be loved less or more, or a lesser or greater love for things that should be loved equally. This we find in his doctrine on page 27 and 28. Augustine is saying that in life we should order what we love. What does your priorities and plans say about your loves this year? At what things is your heart directed toward? Maybe one of your New Year's resolutions is getting into shape, so your calendar gets three days entry every week for CrossFit, or Weight Watchers, or Pilates. Maybe your life's motto is work hard and play hard, so you make sure that you do a good hard 8 to 5, 5 days a week, and then book as many weekends and holidays away as you can fit in the year. Maybe status and money are your aims and therefore you grind out a career path at any cost whatsoever. Don't misunderstand me, all of these things are good, but God has another standard. When Samuel was looking for a man to succeed Saul as king of Israel, God said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or his stature, because I have rejected him. Man does not see what the Lord sees, for man sees what is visible, but the Lord sees the heart. 1 Samuel 16 verse 7 Whereas man places a high price on the externals, God examines deep within that man for something more. Man judges on the basis of one's appearance, but God critiques the heart. In biblical thought, the heart was the central organ that controlled all activities, thus determining one's character of living. The heart housed the place where qualities worth having in our lives were first formed. The heart embodied the womb of character. In 1 Samuel, we see that David's heart was ordered right. He was the skinny sheepherder who became king of Israel the man whom Samuel sought and found to succeed Saul. He was a mighty warrior, a valiant general, an inspired leader, a successful businessman, a skilled marksman, and a gifted psalm writer. But the thing that impressed God about David was his heart. We see God saying in Acts 13 verse 22, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, who will carry out my will. We tend to look to external successes, but God looks at the heart. He looks to see if he is our foremost love. Beneath Augustine's conception of virtue 
as rightly ordered love was a foundational conviction about the nature of reality. Augustine believed that the summum bonum, the highest good, was God himself and that all other goods are lesser goods that flow from his hand, intended to lead us back to him. In the Confessions, again, Augustine says, and I quote, For there is a joy that is not given to those who do not love you, but only to those who love you for your own sake. You yourself are their joy. Happiness is to rejoice in you and for you and because of you. This is happiness and there is no other. Those who think that there is another kind of happiness look for joy elsewhere, but theirs is not true joy. Again, in Confessions. Within this framework, sin springs from the heart that neglect God as the supreme good and people seek their happiness in lesser goods. But such people ignore the order and nature of reality. This is the heart of evil, to prefer a lesser good over a supreme good, to worship and to serve the creature rather than the creator, as we read in Romans 1 verse 25. Again, let's listen to Augustine. He says, These are thy gifts. They are good, for thou in thy goodness hast made them. Nothing in them is from us, save for sin when neglectful of order. We fix our love on the creature instead of thee, the creator. This is in the city of God. One very important practical implication that we can glean from Augustine here is that our aims in Christian living should be learning to love and enjoy God through the things that he has made or what we fill our calendars with. This is the only way to avoid idolatry. If we allow our love to terminate on a lesser good, our love for it becomes ultimate and therefore central. In Augustine's own words, He loves thee too little who loves anything together with thee, which he loves not for thy sake. Again in Confessions. So, how do we learn this? How do we enjoy a created thing or an event or the events in our calendars without making them idols? How do we, to use the phrase uh, from C.S. Lewis, chase the sunbeam back to the sun? I think the answer is that we must trace the specific features of the things we enjoy back to their source in God. Created goods are temporal, finite streams that flow to us from the fountain of God's uncreated and unending goodness. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming, coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. That is James 1 verse 17. So when you go out and your calendar is filled with a, a, a eat out a date um, and you taste the food, remember that the creator of food is Christ himself, the bread of life, and then taste and see that he is good. When you are mesmerized by the enchanting sound of music, remember that this is but an echo of the original voice whose loving song birthed creation. When, when we read scripture and it speaks of the heart, it speaks of it as the seat of our being, what we are passionate about and what we praise. 
So, in conclusion, I want us to really ask ourselves the question this year, when you fill up your calendar with your passions, ask yourself, are you loving God more through these good things? Or are you pursuing things for the ends in themselves? In truth, all our hearts go astray. But if we come to God with humility, He will give us a new heart with new passions. We read in Ezekiel 36 verse 27, The Lord says, I will give you a new heart. I will remove from you your heart of stone. This is the message of the gospel, that He will give us new hearts, that is tender and warm and willing and wanting to fill out our daily planners, blank pages, with things that are truly loving towards God and the people around us. Let me pray for us. Father, I thank you for this new year and the gifts that you give us, that we can pursue good things and invest ourselves in this year. Thank you for all the blank pages that you give us. Father, I also recognize that our hearts are deceitful and they go astray. I ask that you help us before we make plans to expose our loves and order them for us. Give us new hearts that recognize you as a supreme good and that we will love you, that you will be our first love. Amen.